0: as you were hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. After that
1: conversation, I remember he texted me and said, like, I've blocked you on all social media, like, goodbye. Oh. And then called me and said, I regret it. Please let me follow you again. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> yeah, you? it was Wild.
2: Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr Hyde the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how is it going today? Happy New Year. It's 2022. I Happy
1: I don't know. I feel very optimistic about 2022. I'm not oh. really sure I'm not really sure why in some ways, but I don't know. I just this weekend has been like really nice. Um I had a very good couple days and a really nice day today, and I just—I don't know—I feel very like peaceful and also a little excited. I think it'll be—I I have good vibes. Twenty twenty two is giving me good vibes.
2: That's great. We uh, we are having an, another pod where we have a little bit of an energy mismatch. I think. <laughs> What's going on in your corner? I uh, I do not have good vibes today. Ugh, I'm sorry. I, I feel – so I also – I want to preface all of this by saying that I am still processing the events of the last 24 hours as okay. you know. And so I don't know yet – and you can leave this in. I don't know yet how much I'm going to feel comfortable t- sharing. Okay. And how I – I think I'm – like my feelings are like ever evolving. Sure. That's – yeah. Because it is like very recent. Yeah. Um, so – So I spent New Year's Eve with the rower Mm -hmm. on our last pod. I was talking about how I was going to ask him and I did indeed ask him and it went great. Um, If you listen to the Patreon, you can get the whole rundown
1: Mm -hmm. um,
2: of, you know, exactly what I said and, you know, et cetera. I also posted a video about it and it went really well. We were going to go to my friend's apartment. Um, She was hosting a small get together um, however, due to covid, that got canceled. And so instead, the rower and I decided to cook dinner at his apartment.
1: Lovely, yeah, perfect, cozy night in, as you said.
2: yes. um, so exactly. it was great. We decided to do um like fancy to casual, so. We were both like, well, like we kind of want to be fancy because it's New Year's Eve, but like also we're cooking and it would be nice to be cozy. So I suggested that we start fancy and change into cozy. Love that. Yeah. It's like a Beyoncé transition. Exactly. I was there's no reason why there can't be costume changes on this yeah. e- in this evening. So I handled appetizers and cocktails. He did um, entrees and wine, champagne we drink. Um Lovely. Yeah, so that was great. He was wearing a tux. That's very good commitment to the bit. I loved it. I first of all, I just like love a man who owns a tux. I think it is a very, totally. especially like I guess it would really depend on, um, you know, the the types of events that you're going to. But like, a lot of my friends have had black tie weddings, mm-hmm. and I th- I think it is a great investment personally.
1: Um, to all the to the three percent of men out there, yes. invest in a tux.
2: Yes, and uh, <sighs> yeah. So anyway, so he has a tux. Um, and he wore it. and He looked great. Um, I wore like the sequin top and red leather skirt outfit that I had been planning to wear if we were going out. Love. And then so we like cooked dinner in that. Um, and then like cooked and ate dinner, appetizers, et cetera, In that, and then after dinner, changed into our comfies. So I had brought, like, a leg- leggings and a cozy sweater. Perfect. And, yeah, we then, like, drank more cocktails. At one point, we did a FaceTime with my friends that were supposed to be at the party. Mm-hmm. We had, like, a pre-midnight. It was, like, 11 or 11.30 pre-midnight FaceTime with a bunch of my friends. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, super fun. His dog was there, so we were, like, hanging with her, watching all the New Year's Eve programming. Did you watch any of that, by the way?
1: No, I didn't. I heard that Andy Cohen was out of fucking pocket though.
2: So, we actually switched it at I guess it was 10 to Miley and Pete Davidson because mm-hmm. we couldn't handle how awkward Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper were.
1: I just feel like they every year they just make Anderson Cooper babysit some drunk person. It's so fucking funny. Uh, it's I've been like, really enjoying
2: the TikTok clips. It wasn't funny in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what it was like to watch it in its entirety, but the TikTok clips are fucking incredible.
2: Yeah. Maybe we just like didn't hang on long enough because I think a lot of the clips are from between 10 and midnight, which is after we had switched over to watch Miley and Pete. Mm. And because we were so like cringing, like secondhand embarrassment of how bad it was. At one point, David Arquette showed up dressed like Bozo the Clown.
1: Well, clowns are terrifying period. So that's just it, not. But good. it
2: was just like weird. Like it wasn't funny. Sherry O'Terry, who I absolutely love from back in her SNL days, did yeah. this whole thing about like toilet roll covers. I don't know. It was just really fucking weird. So, who well, was Miley and Pete? Uh, we loved it. I mean, it was just, you know, music and like it was le- it was less of like a bit. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so we did that and then the next morning or really afternoon because we were up really late, um, we just like stayed – again, stayed in. It was also super rainy on New Year's Day which just felt like the best like couch day vibe um, mm-hmm. and so he cooked us brunch and we watched college football. Um, I ended up staying like all the way through the first game and so I went – I got – I was dark when I got home actually. Oh, wow. Which doesn't like – it's not saying that much in these times
1: because i think it was sun 5 is setting at 5
2: p.m. <laughs> yeah i'm like pretty sure it was 5 p.m. but like i stayed all the way through the 1 p.m. game nice. um yeah and so the whole the evening was wonderful like cooking brunch eating all that stuff was just amazing um i however decided that i wanted to have let's call it an exploratory exclusivity conversation mhm so as you and i have talked about There is that step of exclusivity before becoming boyfriend-girlfriend. Right. I, however, have never personally taken that step.
1: Yes. Not
2: You prefer to go
1: full court press relationship vibes.
2: Yes. Like if I want to be – typically speaking, if I want to be exclusive with somebody, I want to be in a relationship with them. Like there has never been – I I recognize that it is a step. I'm not like denying that it is one. But for me, it has never been one that I wanted to take.
1: Totally understand.
2: So and – I, and I used to think that it was really just one and the same. mm mm-hmm. um, So I've never had this conversation before as a result where yeah, I was going so into it – Yeah, like where I was going into it knowing that I wasn't ready to call him my boyfriend but wanting to establish exclusivity. Yeah. And I was very confident that he would be on the same page. Yeah. Going into this conversation. And he was not.
1: I'm so sorry. I, I I, mean, I know what that feels like. I 100% know what that feels like and I'm so sorry. It's such a – it's such a disappointment from – because there is that expectation reality break yeah. where it's disappointment's the only word.
2: Yeah. And it, the conversation also was a little bit awkward because due to the fact that I've never had this talk before, he thought I was asking to be in a relationship at first. Okay. Because the first thing that he said was that he's like not ready to be in a rela- – like to commit to a relationship, I believe is what he said. Right. So then, so then I had to – go ahead.
1: I was going to say though, based on the outcome of the conversation, if you had started it at exclusivity, do you think it would have gone differently?
2: No, because okay. we got to that. I clar- I was able to clarify – what i meant yeah and it was still a no right and
1: it's interesting because it reminds me a little bit of trivia in yeah. terms of it's a similar it's a t- similar time frame of or it's a similar logistical setup in that trivia was out of an engagement and i was his first person he went on a date with after deciding he was ready to date. And so something that I thought a lot about was how many bites at the apple is he going to want to have before he thinks, okay, it's worth getting into a serious relationship again. And so that's why I, as you know, kind of typically like just focus on one person at a time. But like, that's, for example, like why I kind of like kept swiping with trivia and ended up meeting the classmate because yeah. i was like i don't know where he's going to be at and like i didn't really like him like i did i wasn't i didn't like him the amount that you like the rower so it's different but um but yeah so it's 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 a tricky setup i think timing wise
2: yeah and i so i so going back to the conversation quickly because like yeah, sure. i i want to be clear that he was incredibly kind and I during this conversation and also quite reassuring while still sticking to his feelings. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is he reiterated – So he, he told me he's still talking to other people, which he has every right to be let, get up to this conversation. We'd never spoken about this. Right. Um, that he was still talking to other people um, – he said that, like, none of them are as far along, or he didn't even sp- talk about anybody in specific, but, like, I know that we are the most far along, yeah. just given the timing. Um, and, however, and so he said he's not ready to commit to something right now, but he reiterated that he still feels the same way he did when we talked about, like, what we were looking for on our second date, that mm-hmm. he sees long-term relationship potential with me. Okay. And those were his exact words. That's a quote. Yeah. So he he did like go out of his way to to be reassuring in that way? Mhm. Um and we've been texting since like normal, like it hasn't felt weird. And it mm-hmm. wasn't weird. I I purposely didn't do it right when I was leaving. I purposely did it like around halftime of the game. Yeah. Because I knew I was staying for the whole game and I wanted there to be runway after the conversation in case it didn't go the way I thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. I I didn't want that to be the very last thing that happened and then I leave. Yeah. I think that's wise. Um, So we were able to kind of like reestablish some normalcy, like, get you know, settle back into our groove a little bit after – and we like acknowledged that it was kind of uncomfortable and like, you know, that. Um, But it – it has left me feeling unsettled and yeah, sad. Yeah, that's
1: totally fair. Where are you at right now, do you think?
2: I think I really do believe him that he sees long-term relationship potential with me and that he wants to see that develop. hmm I think what is tough, and this is impossible to know, is what you said about trivia, which is like... When will he feel – forget about, like, how he feels about me, but is there is there some sort of, like, arbitrary hurdle he needs to jump over or or maybe milestone he needs to cross in order for him to feel like he's not just rushing into another relationship with the first person he went out with after? Right. And, and I'm not the first person because he's been – they've been broken up for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't living in the city and he was dating very casually. So I am the first person, like you said with trivia, I'm the first person that he went out with with the mindset that he was ready for a relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And so I don't – I doubt he has a number in his head. Like I doubt he's thought to himself like I should go out with five people or like I should – you know, like I doubt he's actually done something tangible like that. Agreed. But there's no way to know when it, when he will – I don't know if – I don't want to use the word realize because that indicates that like his feelings are wrong and mine are right. But like let's say that he and I have really great long-term relationship compatibility and that we mm-hmm. like should try that, right? I don't know when he will be at the point to accept that mm-hmm. as just very lucky that he happened to have met that person first. Right. Right. And not, oh, am I only feeling this way because she is the first person that I liked after I took time off dating? Right. And is it, is it, am I feeling this way because she was the first person that I liked? Or am I feeling this way because she's somebody that I actually can see a future with?
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I do think that's the key question. And I think, just like where I'm coming from as your friend, what I want for myself and for the person who's going to date my friends is I want them to be all aboard the X train, right? Like I want the person who's going to be with me to be all aboard the Rourke train. I want the person who's going to be with you to be all aboard the Alley train. And so my feeling is at what point will I feel like I will then have – sort of either resentment towards him, frustration at myself, things like that about, like, should I be then using this – like, will I look back and say, like, I should have reengaged Bumble or, like, I should have gone with the matchmaker? Like, something like that. Like, at what point – if he says to you four months down the line, I actually met somebody else and want to commit to them, like, will you be upset? about? I mean, not obviously you'll be upset, but, like, will you
2: be upset about those four months specifically? Uh, Four months. Fuck yeah, that's way too long. But I think (laughs) uh, so. I have already gotten a little bit more active on the dating apps today. I'm not still like not fully into it, but I'm there. I'm present. Um, I have decided that I definitely don't want to re engage with the matchmaker and I don't foresee myself regretting that decision. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want to re engage with her right now. Um, I don't foresee myself regretting that decision because I don't think my heart is going to be in it right now Yeah, and I don't want to waste matches where I – That makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to be going out with somebody unsure about whether I can be emotionally available to them. Yes. But the risk is way lower for a guy I meet on Bumble. Yeah, 100%. Where I I could go out with a guy from Bumble and be like, oh, shit, actually –
1: yeah and I was gonna say, if nothing else, this could just reinforce like the rower's really special. I want to see this through, yeah,
2: and I because m- maybe I'm being delusional, but I don't think that I like him more than he likes me. I mm-hmm. think I am more ready to make that mean that I am not open to other people mm. than he is
1: yeah, no that's that's a difference that's a that's a that's a difference.
2: Yeah, and I think that that – because for me, I've been actively looking for a long-term relationship for the amount of time that he has been on that break,
0: mm-hmm. more or
2: less. Like, I broke up with the oyster in summer 2020. He broke up with his ex, I, I think, early fall. So, like, our breakups were actually very similarly timed. Obviously, yeah. his was way more involved and, you know, traumatic than mine. But, like – I have been dating to meet somebody long-term that whole time, Mm -hmm. and he has been completely dormant. Mm -hmm. So like when I meet somebody that I really like the way that I like him, I have the last 18 months of comparison to be like, oh no, this is actually a special thing. Yep, totally. He does not have that. And that doesn't mean I have to be okay with it. Right. Forever. But like I'm trying to sit in it a little bit and like give him a little bit of space for that.
0: How yeah, much space I'm going to
2: be comfortable with and by space I really mean time. Yeah. Um, I don't know yet. But like I also don't really have to know. Like I don't have to decide now how long I'm going to be comfortable with it, you know?
1: Yeah. Some undescribable clock is running. We don't yes. know for how long <laughs> – <laughs> For but both of us.
2: W- w- a stopwatch us.
1: has been hit uh, as of yes. this conversation.
2: Like, yes. And, and and yeah, and I don't know, I don't know when it's gonna ding. I yeah. have no idea. Um, I think I just need to kind of keep a pulse on that. Agreed. With myself. Um, I do feel really strongly that I want him to initiate our next date.
1: I was going to say that. I feel like really strongly about that as well.
2: Yeah, and I yeah, and I just like it's in not and in not in like a playing games way, not in like a testing him way. Like I just, he verbally reassured me that he wants to continue this to develop, and I want to see his actions line up with those words.
1: I completely agree because your feelings are crystal clear. Yes. He knows exactly where you stand and how interested and invested you are. And he now, to my mind, needs to show you that even though he's not there, you are on a continued journey. And the way that he can do that is by saying, I want to see you. When are you free? Yeah.
2: So – and, you know, like – like we said something bad could happen out of nowhere like he could decide coming out of that conversation that you know you know what i actually feel too much pressure in this and i need to end it he could realize you know go out with somebody next week and then realize like you know what that was dumb like yeah. i you know whatever like anything could change at any time yeah, or it let might him have not yeah let's few shitty
1: dates let's let's
2: see how he feels <laughs> Yeah, so so I you know that's that's where I'm at with it. It doesn't feel great. Yeah, I get it. Oh, I've I'm been sorry. like, it's been especially difficult to um I and I think I'm going to well I don't know I actually I honestly don't know. It's been especially difficult to edit my New Year's Eve date prep footage. I it it just feels like a very different me that made those videos mm-hmm. than the me. That is editing them, which I know you get.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: It so, is, but the it difference is... The, is the, the time delay of our lives, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> this happens to us. <laughs> the difference being, in my case, I mean, technically you have a choice, obviously. But in my case, I, like, fully have the choice not to post them. Like, there's absolutely... Maybe there's a little bit of expectation because people know I went on a date and I usually post about my dates. But, like, it's not the weekly podcast that, right. like, you know... It would be like a much bigger deal if you had been like, "Well, we're just not going to release that this week." Like, yeah, that would be a, a whole thing. I could yeah. very easily just decide not to post about this, like mm-hmm. just decide not to post that footage. Um, totally. I, I honestly I haven't made that call yet. By the time the listeners are hearing this, I'm sure I will have because that would have been a yeah. very insane delay. I'm kind of leaning toward not. Do what you want, girl. The o- the only reason is because. Obviously I'm very open about it in this forum. Um but the reason is because I would then have to well I wouldn't have to, but I would have to see the engagement on it of and people, you know how your people are. Oh, my people, I love you so so much. They are very invested and they're so excited and it that's going to be really hard for me to see. Yeah. Totally. Um and then they're going to want part 2. Which is Mm -hmm. essentially the stuff that I've just said. Right. And I don't really want to do that.
1: Yeah. I think that's very, I think that's a reasonable emotional self preservation choice should you choose to make it. Thank you.
2: Appreciate that. Yeah. So, anyway, those are my updates. And uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Very good. I had a first date. Yes. I was just thinking about this this morning that. (laughs) You told me you were going on a date on Thursday and then I never got a follow-up, which like – would I be corrected assuming that there's just – it was just meh if there's no follow-up on it? So it happened today. <laughs> it did not oh, happen fun. on Thursday. I thought it was oh, – it was supposed to be on Thursday though.
1: It was, yeah. It was torrentially – Pouring on Thursday, oh. and I just was like, "Can we take a literal rain check?" I I, I don't <laughs> want to come out in this, also because like most places are outdoor. Like
2: I just didn't want to fuck with yeah. it. You would have had to drive in it too, I would imagine.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so we got coffee this afternoon, and will not be a second date, but not because he's not like he's a very nice guy, a great great reintro for me into the right. dating scene. Just not, th- just not the match.
2: Well, he wasn't geographically desirable anyway.
1: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The geography would have been like brutal. And so like, I was sort of going in with like, this needs to be very good to justify the distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was not. So, or it, it, like, it was fine. But
2: yeah. Here we. Do on. you think he agrees?
1: I have not heard from him. So, okay. potentially he agrees. But, who knows
2: we'll see
1: yeah we'll see and then i feel like i really shouldn't be talking about this on this forum maybe you know what we're gonna save this we're gonna save this for patreon but we gotta t- we gotta talk about oh no what
0: happened no it's fine
1: oh nothing bad like it's just oh. that like n- now that i'm like now that we're single again at the same time i'm like should i be doing something
2: because you were going to before mm-hmm yeah i want to hear about this you're right that you should not talk about that in this forum
1: but um, but yeah, so first date aside, I have had um, I've like seen friends, I've cooked a lot this past weekend, I've walked a lot. My friend and I are committing my friend and I are holding each other accountable to sort of like small health goals like drinking water steps, stuff like that. Like nothing like yeah. weird or like cut car, like nothing like that, but just more like things that are gonna make you general feel sort of wellness stuff that we know make us feel better, but we let slip by the wayside when other things come into prior, like when other kind of yeah. fire drills go on, and so just we're kind of keeping each other accountable to remember that like we feel better when we do this stuff, and so um, I sent her a screenshot of my seventy five hundred steps earlier today. Nice.
2: Um Yeah, yeah. I've been life is good. I want to commit to steps. Like I, it felt great to go on a walk today. It's about to drop twenty degrees tomorrow oh boy yeah it's gonna be 30 tomorrow yikes so i may have picked a bad time to want to get my steps in yeah
1: well get you have you have your peloton goal right yeah (laughs) you're like i don't know
2: (laughs) i don't know about that i did i did Uh, um do a really good job cleaning today nice amazing i I had that win yeah my kitchen is totally totally good amazing I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less, and part of that is that I'm cooking at home more, but when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes.
0: Yeah, and they have so many options, too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from, so you can find whatever it is that you're looking for.
2: code FMH50
0: to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So, well, should we get into weird or not and then breakup talk? Yeah. Um,
2: Okay. So we made a critical error with this week's weird or not. Oh, what happened? So this week's Weird or Nah was they have their read receipts turned on. Yes. However, the critical error that we made is that we did not specify what platform we were talking about, and the normalcy of having read receipts is vastly different on different communication platforms. Yeah. Like, I think what's it's the default on WhatsApp. It's the default on WhatsApp. It's the default on Facebook Messenger. And a a lot of people said that. Oh, okay. So, oops. That
1: governs my answer
2: a little bit. Yeah. So go into that knowing that, but like, go forth. What do you think?
1: So knowing that, I now think it's going to be not
2: weird. I think – What were you going to say before? I I should have waited to tell you that.
1: Oh, it's okay. In an iMessage situation, I think it's weird because it's literally out of the norm. But – It doesn't really bother me. I think it's, like, a little bit of a weird power move. Yeah. In a way of, like – I mean, it's the definition of leaving you on red, right? And so I I think that it can be a little – it has the power to mind fuck the person that you're texting. And so I don't love it. I do have my red receipts turned on for my mom. So, like, she knows when I've seen something and therefore – have, am able to respond, like, she can be like, yeah, are, are you there? But if yeah. I haven't seen it, she like knows I don't have, I've, I'm not responsible for responding, but I, hmm. Okay. I'm going to say 30 weird, 70, not weird. Even less weird. twenty five oh, wow. seventy five. Okay. Close though. Close though.
2: That being said, I then asked a follow-up poll and I've hid my story oh. from you today, actually, because yeah, I you didn't know what the follow- I didn't see yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I hid it from you because I didn't. Because I was worried that you would see the follow-up poll too late. I went and checked to see if you had looked at the weird or not yet, and it was much longer than you usually had take. And so – Yeah, I, like, wasn't
1: on – I wasn't on the ground today yeah. like at all.
2: Um, okay. So I asked a follow-up poll because I was, like – I was seeing all of these answers of people that said, like, it's not weird. It's the default. And I realized that so many people were answering not from an iMessage perspective. Mm-hmm. They were answering from like WhatsApp, whatever. So I then asked a follow-up poll, do you have your read receipts on? And what do you think the split was on that? Oh, I just saw it. damn it, Rourke. I told you I had a secret second poll and that's the reason I hid my story from you. You fucking kidding? You went and looked immediately? Yeah. (laughs) I literally said out loud, I had a second poll I didn't want you to see. I didn't
1: realize that the results were going to be what? You didn't want me to see. That's shocking. Yes, People, would I not have want you to, wanted you to see? I don't really know. I didn't think it through. Jesus
2: Christ! I was I'm wondering sorry. what you were doing, looking off the screen. God,
1: <laughs> look at your story.
2: God damn it! Okay, well, what would you have thought the results were going to be?
1: I would have thought that it was. Then it would have mirrored it, or at least right. been. Yeah, it either would have mirrored or – that's actually not true, though, because, like, you could think it's not weird and still not do it. So I would say, like, 40, no, 60, yes.
2: Yeah, I would have thought that it would be closer. But in fact, only 20% of the responders – I don't know the exact – I haven't checked it in a little bit. But it was twenty eighty the last time I looked. Yeah, that's what it is still. yeah. Only 20% of the responders said that they have theirs on, but so many people, and this could just be a bias in the people who respond to the question box, but so many people said it's the default. So I was surprised. Um, I then asked, why? Why do you have them on? If you have them on, Mm -hmm. why do you have them on? And it was a mix of, it's the default, but then it was a mix of accountability. So there were a lot of people saying, and this was the similar reason why people said it wasn't weird. Like- I know I'm a bad texter. I turn them on so that I know that people know I've read something.
1: Mm, And I then
2: feel more accountable to reply to people, um, which is admirable. There was a large chunk of people who do it for a power play. That is not admirable. Oh, my God. That's so messed up. Like people said things along the lines of like, I want someone to know if I'm not responding to them.
1: Uh Uh-uh. I don't like that.
2: No, we don't like that at all. If there was one other group of people that – oh, that they just said that they just, like, don't care. That they were like, it's just – it doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. I I personally don't like when other people have it on. Same. If there's somebody that is not going to immediately reply. Totally agreed. Like, my mom has hers on. She replies immediately if she sees something. Yeah. So it does not bother me. Yeah. But – I don't reply immediately when I read something. Not not because I'm playing a game, but like if I'm just doing something at that exact moment. And so like I don't want to do that to someone else because that would fuck with me. Totally.
1: Yeah, and I don't need
2: another thing to think about. <laughs> no, I do not. Mm-mm. We are doing our second part of breakups talk today. Yes. So last week we talked to Dara about. Blindside breakups, you know, getting broken up with, and you know, we talked about all of our experiences there. Um, today, we want to focus on, and then next week, we are talking with Amy Chan from the who wrote Breakup Bootcamp. I'm super in. Does her breakup bootcamps? I'm super excited to talk to her. But today, we wanted to focus on being the one to break up with someone. Yes, great. Which, if I. If I recall correctly, like when we first started the pod, you were talking about how you have almost always exclusively been the breaker upper. Right. Yes. hmm Which is would still be fair. It's only once now. But like I think it mine is pretty split. I mean that it makes sense. Like you'd I, I don't know why, I just have it in my
1: head that with when there are two people, your odds are fifty fifty of being one or the yes. other.
2: <laughs> yes. Somebody actually asked, so this is like actually I think like we'll just ask answer this question up front instead of putting it at the end like I had it. Um do you think so a couple people asked like is should I read into the fact that I'm always the one breaking up with people? Like is there a takeaway that I should have from this? Is there something that you have from that?
1: It's funny. What's so odd is that so like of my two most recent relationships before the classmate that Mm -hmm. I – where I was the one executing the breakup, my takeaway was I should have done this months ago. Mm. It was not like (laughs) – and whereas like I think sometimes a common factor can be the exact opposite, which is like breaking up with somebody before you get broken up with or like pulling the trigger out of kind of fear or like something like that. Whereas for me, it was – and the,
2: the literal opposite. Um, but it could be like – like when I broke up with the oyster, I was thinking to myself, why did I ever start dating this guy? Right. And I know why because he wasn't presenting himself in an authentic manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but – or maybe I wasn't asking the right questions, whatever. We don't have to dig into that today. But – like, if that was constantly happening, I wonder if I would be thinking, like, why am I dating all of these people that I ultimately want to break up with? Yes, for sure. I mean, I don't know if we can answer that question, but.
1: I mean, I, I, I will say, though, that is both – that's a good fair question and largely why I started therapy in that mm. student and PowerPoint are incredibly different people. Like Mm -hmm. really different. And so – and yet I did some of the same things that I do in relationships even though they were very different people. And so I wanted to figure out like why are my processes like going wrong even though I've now kind of tried this experiment on two very different variables. And so that is part of the question. But then also as we've kind of joked before, in theory until we get married, everyone else is a breakup. And so. It's just going to fucking happen. Like, I just don't know what to say. Like, if we're out there and we're dating, we're going to get broken up with and we're going to break up. Like, it it just is what it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking back to my – like, thinking about times that I've been the breaker-upper it, for, in more, like, legitimate relationships, let's say. So we have the coach, which was the first time that I've – well, I broke up with my high school boyfriend, but, like, I don't think we can count that. Mm-hmm. The coach was my first like serious relationship and he broke up with me first and then the next day asked to get back together and mm-hmm. then we did and then I don't remember how many months later, not that many, two or three months later I broke up with him and he was like devastated about it, like begged me not mm. to. um. So like that was really the first time that I had to like end things with somebody that it, – where it was – Really emotional yeah, for both of us. But then, like, after that, I didn't break up with somebody significant until the oyster, I don't think. But I also didn't have, like – because the the chef cheated on me, traveled to Mexico. Technically, I was the one who ultimately ended things. But, like, I don't think I can really call that breaking up with somebody. Right. What do you call ghosting? Them breaking up with me.
1: Yeah, because I think – because I guess I don't – like – so, for example, the guy that bailed on game night and like I, I could probably count yes. that as somebody
2: who broke up with me. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's love woman
1: <laughs> Count them up, baby. Um,
2: obviously waffles that I talked about last week. He broke up with me. So good. The divorced guy. I'm like trying to think of like the other people that I've ASV. Obviously broke up with me. Who else? I'm. I'm like that's it. Significantly, anyway. Um. Right. Oh, the the. I br- I broke up with um, the dentist. Mm, I did okay. do that. I did do that. And the resident broke up with me. The resident is the one I talked about last week. That was when I was just with Dara. That was my like first adult relationship. Um. So anyway, on that note, though, like as we think about deciding to break up, I think like that's kind of the first part in the timeline, right? Of like,
1: yeah, I think, and I think this is really hard. Yeah.
2: Like, how do you know? I think the the biggest overarching question here that we got a lot is, how do you know if your problems are breakup worthy or yep. just normal relationship things that you can work through together?
1: Yep. I mean, that's what I thought about a lot leading up to PowerPoint. Where yeah. I I'm a big believer in it, it, there's a there's like a psychological principle for this in that. It's almost like a mind body connection thing, sort of. but like, for example, in speed dating, the person that rotates versus the person that stays seated, uh-huh. the person that rotates all, um describes being more attracted to more people than the person who stays still. And it's oh. because the the physical act of approach tells your brain you are attracted to this person because you only approach Be- people that you're
2: interested in. That makes total sense. It's funny that you mentioned speed dating too because we actually got – I got a DM today that I hopefully – hopefully she went to the podcast suggestion form to talk about speed dating. Oh, awesome. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Perfect. Dovetail. But
1: so anyway, and so I really believe in the sort of like connection of – when you decide that you're committing to something you're more likely to feel invested and see it through mm-hmm. and know how to and know how to make things work and like kind of fight for something a little bit more and right. so something that i struggled with a lot was at what point do you say love the one you're with everyone has difficulties and we're just navigating it like anybody else is and then Being like, no, this is legit unacceptable. That's it's really fucking hard. I didn't answer the question at all.
2: (laughs) I I dealt with this. I would say the most with the dentist Mm -hmm. because with the coach, I I was one hundred percent sure. Like, this is not my person. Like, I he honestly like gave me the ick towards the end. Oh no, yeah, but he broke up with me first, and so I think like he cracked the window. And then that – like I don't know how long it would have taken me to come to that realization. Mm Mm-hmm. But but anyway, I digress. With the oyster, it was like some very significant misaligned values and things that we wanted out of life yes, that were very clearly like this is not the person that I want to do life with. But with the dentist, it was so difficult because nothing was wrong. He was – an awesome guy, so good to me. We had a lot of fun together, and yet it just didn't feel like the thing. Yeah. I think the thing that that pushed me in that scenario was that he was Canadian. Mm. Still is, I would assume. He So he was in de- um, dental residency here in the city. Yeah. And – he Or not residency, sorry, dental school, and okay. he was doing a going to be doing a dental residency for the following year after. I started dating him in his final year of dental school. He was going to be doing a dental residency here in the city for a year, and already basically like upon graduation, essentially, when you start your residency, you basically have to immediately start applying for your full-time job that you're going to have after the residency. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to like a medical school situation, but the residency is only a year. So it's like you don't have nearly as much time as you do when you're a medical resident. Mm-hmm. And so he was needing to make the decision to either stay in the U.S., which was not his original plan, or go back to Toronto and start a dental practice or working for a dental practice there, which was his plan the whole time. Right. A- and it became That's big very – a fucking decision. Yes. And I – realized, under the weight of that decision that I did not want to be the reason he was staying in the u s yep because totally I did not feel like he was going okay. to be my long term partner, yeah,
1: yeah, I think to more like directly advance an answer to the question, I think to me, the litmus test now is. Is being with this person making me lose parts of myself? That to me is the definition of settling. It's not agreeing to tolerate things that bother you. That's gonna fucking happen. It yep. is actually having to lose parts of yourself. And that's what it was like with the student in a way it like I wanna take I, I wanna focus on him a little bit because I think he he was a very good guy, a very nice guy. And I like he's somebody that I would have if he and I could functionally stay friends, I would, like, set him up with a friend. I, I think he's a great mm-hmm. guy. I would never set PowerPoint up with Right. Somebody.
2: We don't feel that way about PowerPoint.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there was just a misalignment where he said to me, and I think I've said this, that, you know, oh, like, well, once you have kids, you'll not work as much. Yeah. And I said, I don't know what about meat says that to you. And so when he and I would – and to kind of jump and – um. To start answering another question, which um, I obviously want to hear what you think, too, is the feeling of, like, how do you not – to get to also Dara, too, how do you not blindside somebody while also, like, sticking to your own guns? He and I had had the same fight several times, which was me saying to him, I am very afraid that I will not make you happy because what you say you want is not who I think I am. Hmm. That is where every like uh, something else would kind of incite a disagreement, and we would it would always kind of end there. Where I'm like, you talk about this vision for the future. I don't think I'm not the person you're describing there with you. I'm just not. And but then you'd be like, no, like you're so amazing. You make me so happy. Da 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 da. And so even though I think he was very shocked when the breakup came, we had been having that conversation for quite some time, and like. It was this real – we had had that fight actually right before I – it was so bizarre. We had this fight right before the breakup and the way it started was I said that um, I was going to – I needed to – I had fallen off like working out in the mornings. And I said to him, I want to restart doing early mornings. Uh-huh. And he got really upset by that. And said, well, right. I'm looking ahead to when you're in big law, and you're probably going to have to work late, and so that's going to cut into our evening time, and then you're going to have to go to bed early because you're going to want to wake up early to work out, and I'm just, like, wondering how I fit into this. Okay. Yeah. I can't – and also,
2: we were th- – that also was two years away at that point. This, yeah. Like, yeah. I understand that if that's, like, an imminent thing that's happening – but that is a lot of i mean that's future casting
1: yes and he always wanted to do these incredibly specific hypotheticals and like get me to answer and i i was really resistant to it because i was like i you've got to stop asking me these questions because i th- that's not the reality we're in and yeah. so like i don't know what he would say if he felt blindsided by our breakup or not but we had had that fight that ended the exact way I just described, where I was like, "If you want somebody to orient their schedule around you to you know to do i I can't do that, and yeah. so yeah, that like is that a just is that a conversation is that bringing somebody in? I don't know what do you think
2: it sounds very similar to the lead up to my breakup with the oyster, mm, where I think he felt blindsided, yeah.
0: Uh, and honestly,
2: I will say that I didn't even plan to break up with him the night that I did. Mm. Like, the, well, we had a, f- a phone call that came after the breakup that where we, you know, said, I-, I called him and basically was like, just so you know, like we were broken up. And he was like, yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> just to confirm. Uh, yeah, like you stormed out, but like I was breaking up with you. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> but like the, the, I did not go into that day intending on breaking up with him. I mm-hmm. had been thinking about it and wondering and, like, really critically thinking about whether our values were anywhere close to aligned enough to be long-term partners. Mm-hmm. But what you said really resonated with me in terms of every fight coming back to one central argument, yeah, which was our social justice, essentially, for me and him, mm-hmm. and – and just our our political differences and it it always came back to that no matter if we started fighting about how i liked the city and he liked connecticut it always came back to that central misalignment wild to me felt very clear yeah. like it felt very clear that every argument we were having came back to us not being compatible people mhm but i don't know that that was clear to him yeah
1: it's That's tricky. I mean, to me, I want I, – like, I want to be with somebody where when we have – and as we talk about, this is not to say that things don't need reminding or it's not saying that something is fixed after one conversation, but I think – like, I want to be with somebody where as that pattern emerges, we are both aware of it. In some way, yeah, or you know like I, I I just I want somebody with that EQ. well,
2: also, I think that like, I had determined through the course of all of those arguments that neither of us was were going to budge on this central right. issue. Uh, I knew that I was not at my core, and I could tell from the way that he fought about it that he would not either. Mm -hmm. And that's fully his prerogative. He, you know, he can be as – whatever. He can have whatever beliefs he wants to have. Yeah. But it didn't feel like something that we could work through. Right. Because I knew that I did not want to date somebody with that belief system and I also knew that he was not going to change that belief system. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's just
1: like a central incompatibility.
2: Right. So I guess that kind of gets back to the how do you know if your problems are breakup where they are just normal problems. Mm -hmm. Like. That to me was I do not want to be with somebody who believes this thing. Mm -hmm. So we're breaking up.
1: What would you tell somebody to do who is having a great time in the present, but they can see that misalignment is going to come down the line? Do you think they need to break up now?
2: I mean, that's kind of like what you were saying with the student where he was like hypothetically in the future saying, I'm seeing this life Mm -hmm. and I don't know where I fit in and even though in the moment you're like that's very far away from now maybe he maybe there was something to that where yeah. he maybe he should have been more critically thinking about like i want this future with a person mm-hmm. and that is not what my current partner is telling me that they want yeah and like we we should talk about that i think what can be tricky is that like, that basically same thing happened with me and the Oyster where, like, he saw a future where he lived in Connecticut with a stay-at-home mom for mm-hmm. a wife. Right. That was the model that he grew up with. That is what he wanted. Um, and as we've talked about before in terms of, like, division of labor, et cetera, like, that can make a lot of sense for a lot of people. Totally. If, if that's what you want, you over,
1: you should be able to seek that. No problem. Yeah, Go absolutely.
2: For it. And, I, and, like, you were saying – this might have been on the Patreon actually that we talked about this recently. Yeah. And you were saying that like your mom like was really, you know, wanting to make that transition and like, you know, dedicate her part of the marriage to that aspect of it. Like there are a lot of people for whom that kind of partnership is what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not me. And right. however, I don't think that I was self-aware enough about that in the moment. hmm like I let myself get carried away, I think, by this like romanticized version of what he was presenting to me. Mm. So in that sense, he maybe is justified in saying he was blindsided on that particular thing. Yeah, because I think I was letting myself run with this notion.
1: And that's relatable too. this when when you're in a stage where you really like somebody or love somebody, you sort of start saying to yourself like, well, maybe I could have that life. Maybe that life is yes. beautiful. Maybe that life looks really good to me. And like, maybe I can make that work and you, live that out because this person's so amazing and a life with them is what I want. And and yep. that's actually fine. If like what you want, like what people want changes through lifespan. And so like who the hell knows? And like, that was actually part of my objections to the hypotheticals where I was like, anything could change. Like, yeah, it, you know, I, it, whatever, anyway. Okay. Let's say you've you've decided these are breakup worthy problems. We're doing it. We're breaking yeah. up. The bottom line is, it sucks to hurt somebody. Yes. Like I I've never like I don't feel even though I absolutely did the right thing in both of those, I did not feel joy in bringing down that information upon them. Of course not. I felt a lot of relief, but I did not. I did not feel happy. Do you think that there is is there any way to like like, what is a good breakup in terms of like timing, communication? Like, what 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 would you consider a good way to break
2: up? I don't know if there is a good way. I agree. There <laughs> are bad ways. There are bad ways. Agreed. But I don't know if there are any. Like, oh yeah, this is the gold standard of a breakup. Yeah. I th- I think you have to accept that you're going to hurt the person. Yes. Like you just have that it's going to happen. I mean, and un- unless they don't care about you, in which case, like, you shouldn't fucking care about breaking up with them. Yeah. That's a big yikes. But you you have to accept you're going to hurt the person and as long as you do it – like we talked about last week with Dara, as long as you do it in a kind and honest way, Mm -hmm. you are not a bad person because you don't want to be with that person. Correct. Again, as long as you do it in a a kind and honest way. Yeah. From a timing perspective – we got a lot of questions about this. Like, what if they're going through a hard time? What if there's a big life event coming up? You know, you and I have talked about holidays, like your your Christmas Eve breakup that you've talked about before. Yeah. Just,
1: by Personally, the way, just, I just want to talk about how I broke up with the student and PowerPoint in December, Christmas Eve being mm-hmm. the PowerPoint breakup, and the classmate breaking up with me in December means that, like, truly, if a relationship of mine survives December, we're fucking getting married.
2: I've never, <laughs> I've never done New Year's Eve with um with a man. What? Wait a second. Never? You've never? never? Wow. Yeah. Have you ever had a, a New Year's Eve kiss, like a romantic New Year's Eve, even if he wasn't like your boyfriend? No. What? Yeah. You've never kissed someone at midnight?
1: I've like – like my friend Mary like gave me a peck
2: because she felt sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> Perry's married. Yeah. doesn't count. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I haven't done that many with boyfriends. The coach and I spent – I mean, I dated him for two years, so, like, obviously. I I spent a New Year's with the chef right after I had taken him back Mm. before I – he did it again. Uh, Before he then – that was pre the the Mexico cheating trip. I had, like, taken him back from his initial, you know, I don't know what I want situation. Yeah. and, And then that happened. Um, and then obviously I just spent this New Year's Eve with the rower. I took a I took a guy who doesn't even have a nickname because he doesn't deserve one to a to my best friend from college's New Year's Eve wedding. Two oh years yeah, ago. we've talked about this guy. Yeah. Did I I haven't given him a nickname though, right? No, I don't think you have. No, he doesn't need one. Um he's the one who told people that he dumped me. Right.
1: Yes. I yeah. yeah. That's I I yeah.
2: And my friends were like, bro, we know that didn't no, happen. No, no, like, no. we don't even know the story from her side. She's never m- once mentioned you to us. <laughs> what?
1: Hilarious. But no, I like I accept that like – so I've been broken up with on Valentine's Day. I broke up with someone yep. on New Year's Eve. Like – or no, yep. I'm sorry. Christmas Eve. What? Christmas yeah, Eve. That, no, yeah. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. And so I, I don't think – I actually think the only day that I would have been furious about somebody breaking up with me is like the night before the bar. Yes. Where, like, I need to be on my game because this is my fucking future. Fuck you. Like, that would have – I would have been so pissed. But, like, a holiday, a whatever – like, that to me, it's a wash. There's no good time. Screw it. As soon as you feel it, execute it, end
2: it. That's how I feel about it because I actually think it would have been worse. Like, let's take the classmate as an example. Yeah. It was poor timing given that it was – I know your birthday had passed, but, like, you were about to do the birthday celebrations. It was about to be Christmas and then New Year's. But, like, personally, I would feel worse having celebrated my birthday and Christmas with somebody who I knew – was going to break up with me. Like, if he breaks up with me the week after Christmas, I know he was fucking thinking about it on Christmas.
1: Yes. And I mean, the reason PowerPoint happened on Christmas Eve was because he was supposed to be traveling on Christmas Eve day to meet me and my parents for Christmas. And I was like, you fucking cannot come. Like, God forbid you show up for this and we – like, this is going to be a disaster. And so that's like – it was like imminent that I had to do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think that matters. I agree with you though. If there is something – like people mentioned big life events. If this big life event is something that this person is going to like need to be at full mental capacity for and you could just wait until just after that because it's like tomorrow or something, yeah, fucking wait. Yeah. The going through a hard time one I think is trickier because that's not a milestone. Correct. Like if somebody – you know. Somebody DM'd me once. This was a, a while ago now, but somebody DM'd me once that their partner's parent had passed away, mm-hmm. and they had been planning on breaking up with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And like, basically, they were saying, "What do I do?" And I, I was, my initial gut of what I would have wanted was still the same advice of, "If you feel it, do it." Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking about like, if you, if I had had a partner when my dad died, which I didn't, but if I had, I met ASV like. Right, two after. weeks later. Yeah. I would have been leaning on that person in a very significant way in my grief for support. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have made it even worse later. Yes. To not have that person because when somebody is going through something really difficult, especially the loss of a loved one, they are building support systems that don't include that person. Yes. And if you are now woven into their support system, and then you bounce. They are going to have to rebuild all over again without you.
1: Very well said. I completely agree with that.
2: Yeah. So I still think the advice, pre- the advice, pretty much always stands unless the person is taking a massive exam the next day. Do yeah. it when you feel it.
1: Yeah. If they're taking a professional exam that their entire future hinges on, please wait. <laughs> please
2: wait. Other than um, that,
1: just fucking pull the ripcord. Yeah. How? Um. Is there any? Is there any text script for a breakup?
2: Well, I feel like first we even get into the, like, how do you know what is the appropriate medium? Oh, good point. Good point. How do you know if it's okay, like, texting, phone call, or in person? Like, I guess FaceTime might be in there, too, if you're long distance or something. Yeah. But, like, when – maybe this is a better – easier question to answer. When is in-person required, or is it ever? I think never. Text me. I don't give a fuck.
1: Text you?
2: Yeah. 100%. That is wild. (laughs) You want you want your long term serious boyfriend of several years to text you that they want to break up.
1: Yeah, because if if they're losing me, I I don't give like there's no like I I truly don't care. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like minimize your impact on me. Farewell. Farewell, sir. <laughs> um. Okay. Like I so I I obviously I called <laughs> <laughs> I called PowerPoint obviously because it was time sensitive as i've described yes he is the reason he delivered the powerpoint is because he then asked for in-person closure Uh uh-huh and which i granted yes and obviously the the classmate came over in person i unnecessary yeah because also like i don't like the classmate for example was like can i give you a hug i'm like do you fucking need a hug no i'm good like that's the thing like i don't you are out of my support system. You are like I'm not going to lean yeah. on you for support. Like you're the person hurting me, not helping me. I don't need you right now. I need my friends.
2: Yeah, I mentioned this to Dara when she and I talked last week. That yeah. the the resident, which was my first significant boyfriend, and and he broke up with me. That like he he was my support system for a few days after the breakup until I realized this is not good for me. Yeah. I, I do not want someone to text me to break up with me. <laughs> fair enough. Go ahead. <laughs> um, after a certain point. I think – okay. If you're thinking about I, – I think it is safe to assume that most people don't want their boyfriend. I'm going to put that caveat on it. Or like uh, partner, exclusive monogamous mm-hmm. partner. Yeah. Most people are probably not going to want a text message breakup. I think that, that's, that's probably fair. safe. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing to think about when you're thinking about whether or not – texting could be appropriate is like, what is your typical mode of communication? Mm -hmm. And like, when would you normally be seeing this person? Yeah. Because for example, the 3 P. he and I had been on five dates. We had never one time spoken on the phone. Ah, yeah. He texted me to essentially break up with me. Obviously, we weren't exclusive or anything like that, but to end things. Mm -hmm. And I felt that that was fully appropriate even as a person who doesn't want to get broken up with by their boyfriend via text message because we've never spoken on the phone and i didn't need to go on a sixth date with him to get broken up with. It yes, waste of your time. Yes. So totally. but that brings into the question, let's say you're going to do it in person. Where do you break up with someone? Is there a better place?
1: Well, so i think that so in our outline it says how to break up with someone safely. If you are genuinely yeah. concerned about your safety, great time to not do it in person. You 100%, have full, 100%. Full permission to do this from a distance. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you are not if you are if you are not afraid for your safety, then I am very pro doing this in the privacy of somebody's home where Agreed.
2: they can have an emotional reaction without an audience. And I think it's better personally to do it at their home because then they do not have to leave. Yes. Like, it was extremely I, – I, I, there was no way around it because the oyster was living in Connecticut and visiting me. hmm Like, that's, that was how we saw each other. But, like, he then had to, like, pack up his things that he had brought to stay the night and leave while I just kind of, like, awkwardly stared at this person that I've just broken up with. Yeah. Versus like if you go – yeah, it was. Versus like if you go to their home, then you can just be like, okay, bye. Yeah. Pat, pat. Good luck. Yeah. Do not do it in public. Do not let somebody cry in the middle of Prospect Park and get offered chips by a stranger. Yeah. I was in the Whole Foods
1: parking lot when I had the conversation with PowerPoint. Yeah. Public is rough.
2: I do think, although I don't want to get broken up via text message – that I would prefer a phone call to going somewhere to get broken up with. For sure. For sure. I would be okay with what the classmate did, not in the way – strictly the part where he came over. Just yes. that just, yeah. just that one logistical aspect totally. of it. Yeah. I would be okay with that if somebody said like, hey, can I come by? And they did and then they broke up with me. Yeah. But like I don't want to like get ready for a date and then get broken up with. Yeah. I would be – Pissed, yeah, or you know, perhaps have packed a picnic and get broken up with. <laughs> Say hypothetically, hypothetically speaking. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, I don't <laughs> want to pack a picnic and get broken up with future men, just <sighs> so you know. Another thing that came up a lot is how much detail do you owe somebody? How much specific you owe somebody about why?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very pro general terms here. I agree. However, I have been pushed for specifics and I did for PowerPoint is a better example here because I got the impression that he was not gonna, I remember I had I had two friends that I was texting like throughout he he behaved pretty erratically after mm. the breakup where I would I became like afraid of my phone for about 4 days because oh. it was like either I am devastated. Like, I am so sad. Like, how could you do this? Like, I love you so much. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And then, like, you're a C word. Fuck you. Yeah. It was like – Oh, my God. Yeah. It was wild. That's awful. Yeah. I felt like – like, I remember texting Anna, like, okay, this is the latest. Like, da-da-da-da. And I said – I was like, I don't think he's going to leave me alone until I tell him something real because he Mm -hmm. felt so – he was like, I'm so confused. And so I was like, well, maybe if I give him something concrete, I'll get him to back off. Yeah. And this is what's really – this is the calculus that makes, I think, it really impossible to know what to do here because I gave him some specifics and he just said, like, well, here's how you're wrong. Like, that's not true. Like, you misunderstood. That's not a problem.
2: <sighs> yeah. He just Gaslighting was like, me during a breakup. Sounds good. Um. The best part,
1: too, is – after he delivered the PowerPoint and basically was like, "So does this change anything? Because I just like dismantled your reason for breaking up." I was this like, "This isn't a
2: fucking research paper, like exactly. a dissertation."
1: I was like, "No, th- I told you it wouldn't change anything, and it didn't. Like, we're exactly where I knew we would be." Told you, and his uh, this year I I've, I've told the story about his mom saying that I wouldn't pass the bar because I couldn't organize their lunch or like know where to pick her up for lunch. Proved you wrong. Um, <laughs> Um, Boom. Yeah. He said in that moment, well, you're not going to be a very good lawyer because you're unable to integrate new information and change your perspective. I was like, I don't think you know what a lawyer does. I don't think that's not what. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so I gave him specifics. He turned it into a debate of like factual allegations where I was like, we're never going to see this the same way. Like I I don't know what to say.
2: Yeah. I go back and forth on this because I think in some cases specifics can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Like if there, if you don't think your futures align or if you think there is a values mismatch, like I did lay that out for the oyster. And Mm -hmm. I said like these, these fights that we are having about this core issue, they're not going anywhere. And Our opinions are too different on this and I can't date somebody who holds your opinion. Yeah. And that's when he told me, good luck finding somebody as liberal as you. Love it. But like I did think that those specifics were relevant and helpful Mm -hmm. in that moment because I think it it wasn't up for debate. Like, Yeah, he does hold that opinion and he can't dispute my lack of desire to be with someone who holds that opinion. Right. So nor could he dispute that he has the opinion. We fought about it all the fucking time.
1: Yeah. That, that's a perfect situation for it.
2: Yeah. But like I think if it's – so for example, with the coach, who hopefully does not listen to this, with the coach, I did not tell him I get the ick when I'm around you. Mm-hmm. Like that was not a necessary piece of information for yeah. him. Yeah, No. You don't need to be mean. Yeah. Or even just to say – like I, I didn't even say anything about like I don't think that I feel attracted to you anymore or like anything. like I didn't say anything like that. I just said I want to break up. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like this is the right thing. And I yeah. just – I kept it very vague like that because I didn't think it would be helpful. Yeah. Totally. I, I do think that there is some calculus here for the length of time you've been dating mm-hmm. in terms of reasons. You know, if you've been with somebody for like seven years and you're engaged or something hypothetically, I feel like that requires some more reasons than just like bye. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, there's gray here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, quickly, because I think we're going to focus a lot next week on moving forward. Yes, agreed. Yeah, that'll be the focus next week for sure. Yeah, and like the aftermath of it. But one thing that I do think is important to talk about is something that you mentioned a little bit, sounds like was a struggle with PowerPoint, is setting boundaries after you break up with someone. Yeah. And like standing in your decision, especially if they are trying to get back together or constantly reaching out.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had to set different boundaries. So like I told you, I was like afraid of my phone for a few days. And mm-hmm. then I was still on this trip with my parents that he w- had been supposed to come on. I was not coming back to LA for X amount of days, whatever. I told, I told him at some point, um, I sent a message saying like, I hear you. I know where you're coming from. You know where I'm coming from. Nothing right. is going to change between – like nothing is going to change right now. I'm asking that you respect my decision for space. I know you have things that you want to say regarding my decision to end this relationship. As I've committed to, I will see you in LA to hear you out on that. But you need to not contact me until then. And did he respect that? He did. Okay. He did. What about after the in-person conversation? So after that, there was like a – he was there was an attempt on his part where he was like, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to. And so I I have a friend who was dating somebody who he was friends with who told Uh me she was like he was doing really well for a while. Where like he was in therapy. He like sort of made amends with things with friends that that friends of his had similar issues that I did with some of his behaviors. And Mm -hmm. she was like he was like doing very well. And then I think when he realized he he wasn't going to get back with you, he like quit like all of that ended.
2: Which tells you that it wasn't an authentic thing, that he actually wanted to improve himself. He was just doing it because he thought that it would impact your decision.
1: Yeah. I I would actually say that I set much cleaner boundaries with the student where when I realized that he thought stepping back and being Mm -hmm. friends again would allow me to step forward again later and back into our relationship, I said to him, we need to give each other the space to – emotionally sort out where we're at and you know leave this like in the past and like let's like take some hard like cold turkey space so that was like much clearer powerpoint just sort of like very similar sort of high like weird bifurcated response in that like he wanted to still spend new year's eve together but yeah yeah he was like, well, do you think we could, like, still, like, watch a movie as friends on New Year's Eve? And I was like, no, I don't think that's no. a good idea. I'm not going to be doing that. And he's like, well, what are you doing instead? And I, I probably shouldn't have been honest. I said – I was like, I was like, well, I might, like, hang out with my friend Dennis. And he goes, do you have a thing with him?
2: Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And
1: I was like, no, but, like, none of your business – like, n- none of your business, but no. But no, yeah. And I d- didn't end up – I had, like, I was – I watched Fast and Furious alone in my apartment. It was fucking blissful. But – um. <laughs> And then after that conversation, I remember he texted me and said like, I've blocked you on all social media, like goodbye. Oh. And then called me and said, I regret it. Please let me follow you again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did yeah, you? it was wild. Did you let him follow you again? Oh,
1: yeah, sure. I'm like, sure. Like, be a masochist. Look at my shit if you want. I don't care. Um, <sighs> he then did uh, – he's still he, – he has not blocked me. I know that for a fact. And I haven't blocked him, but I'm private on my personal account right. so he can't see anything. Oh he
2: unfollow he later unfollowed you after has- asking to refollow you?
1: Yes. He then unfollowed me and that's been for good. And never have we that's spoken interesting.
2: again. And never have we spoken again nor can he be in the same room as you apparently. Exactly. Uh um, anyway, what about you? Yeah <laughs> I <laughs> HBU. <laughs> HBU question mark. Um I'm trying to think. I've like never really spoken to exes after we've broken up. Mm-hmm. I'm truly trying to think of an ex where we had any sorts of the conversations that you're talking about. Like, I guess the chef, but we, and then we got back together. But like, I haven't I haven't spoken, seen hide or tail of the oyster since he. Well, since I we had that phone call a couple of days after he left my apartment. Yeah. Um. I keep wondering if he will inquire about all of the office supplies that he left like I use his double monitors. Oh, amazing. Yeah, because he so he had a home office at his parents' house in Connecticut already. So when he left his apartment in the city to move to Connecticut, he had all of this home office equipment cuz he'd been working from home it was COVID. And so he moved it to my place so that when he was at my place he would have his whole setup because, you know, Makes sense. Contracts and shit or whatever. Like it just needed to be big – like the big screens. Yeah. It, it made total sense. But he never mentioned it when he left. Love that for And you. then when we were on the phone, he was like, I guess you just like keep all my shit in kind of like a very dismissive way. But I did. Like, yeah. I fucking will. Yeah. I sold his chair because I didn't like it. Right, but I use his like whole setup. Nice. Um, he literally told me to keep it. But I just – I kept expecting – to hear from him, to give it back. <laughs> yeah. And I never the, did. The call never came. The call never came. So anyway, so yeah. So I've never like really had much of that um, to be able to say here's how I set a boundary. Yeah. But, lucky. Ooh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, or people are just – when they're done with me, they're fucking done with me, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean the <laughs> classmate's very done. We have not spoken.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. <well>. So <laughs> – uh. But, um, yeah, so uh i I feel like we've we've answered a lot of good questions here, yeah, 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 I hope it's been helpful. I'm super excited to talk to Amy next week. Amy does a lot of work about like a lot of her breakup boot camp is about breaking toxic dating patterns, mm, and that's great, you know moving moving forward from something that you know was bad for you, yeah, and like, how do you do that? great, I and love that. and not repeat it. Which I think will be super helpful. Totally agreed.
1: All right. Well, that's fun.
2: Yeah. We'll see everybody next week. Yeah. All right.
1: Have a good night.